chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. All right, here we are, San Francisco, deep in the Mission District. Having a great time at mutinyradio.fm and .sf. I'm your host tonight, Pam Benjamin. It's time for the happy hour, the happiest hour of open mic comedy that's ever houred in the history of hours. I am joined by a small handful of comedians that are so fucking brave. They've braved the mist. Oh, it's raining outside. What are we going to do? Yeah, hey, outdoor people. Who's going to eat food outdoors while it's storming? I don't know, people that want to party. Uh, I want to party. I'm here tonight with you guys. We're going to have a really good time. We're super laissez-faire because there's only five comedians in the house right now in the hizzy. So we can kind of do as much time as you want and and, and, and do whatever because who knows what's going to happen with the rest of tonight. But we're all here, and I'm excited that you are, especially you, Mutiny Radio listener. Thanks for tuning in, either live or streaming on mutinyradio.fm or on Radio Box or on iTunes. Maybe you have the iPhone app that um, Raul Sudhardson made for Mutiny Radio. Just look that up in the iPhone store. It's free. It's an app. Or you you might be listening. Maybe you're listening. Someone out there is listening to all these amazing comedians. Uh, yeah, so I'm super excited. Before, I'm just going to get some stuff out of the way before we get to them, just because why not? And they're all in the room, too. Mutiny Radio Presents now has four weekly shows. There's, uh, of course, this show every... Tonight would be the 39th outdoor show here at Mutiny Radio since COVID. But obviously, it's not really because it's raining really hard. And we put up a tent, and (laughs) you're welcome to come out, but how crazy are you? But every Friday at 7 o'clock, we have the outdoor show. Now on Saturdays at 2 o'clock, and tomorrow, I hope it's not raining, at uh, 20th and Mission, New Harmony Cafe in their parklet, Jitters and Titters, come on out and... uh, laugh at comedians on Sundays now at Resolute Wine Bar on Geary Street 678 Geary in between Jones and Leavenworth it's Barrel of Laughs it's at 2.30 and same thing just get two drinks get a free comedy show it's going to be great and then every Wednesday we just did our ninth one this last Wednesday and it was sold out again everybody's super happy I love Asiento Debbie Cohn the owner is amazing she's a small business owner who's a woman and so am I I'm a woman and I'm a small business owner and we're like partnering and it's amazing so check all those out on Eventbrite that's uh, every Wednesday at Asiento 730 show it's called dinner and a show at Asiento they have really good food too their ceviches off the hook all right okay all that business is out of the way who wants to take the bullet I'll give you extra time if that's what it comes down to hell yeah he wants to take the bullet your first comedian of the night, everybody. He's the savior of Mutiny Radio in so many ways. Not only is he a bouncer and has <laughs> just saved, literally saved people's lives in this building, uh, he also just got and replaced the sink for us. So now the sink at Mutiny Radio works. <gasps> oh, my God. I just have to buy paper products now. Uh, but we can afford that now. Oh, my God, we can afford it. Thanks to you, Mutiny Radio listener, and thanks to your donation at Mutiny Radio, all one word. Your first community of the night, put your hands together, everybody. It's Matthew Quirk, yay! Turns his own microphone like a champion. 
All right, yes, once again, proving that I'm an essential employee and you guys are all a bunch of losers. Just dead weight. Anyway, most people, I hope you brought your cash with you to donate to Mutiny Radio. Uh, all the comedians here are expected to pay two to one million dollars. Uh, but uh, you guys all pay to do your stuff here at Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio pays me to do work around here. That's how I got it going on in the community. I'm actually, uh, I have a hard time getting booked uh, around here for some reason. I think it's because I'm the worst possible demographic, right? I'm a straight white male and uh, I'm pretty cool, but my comic persona is a Trump supporter. So, so I have trouble getting booked around here. And as I'm pushing to get booked, I'm like, hey man, are you doing any shows? They're like, oh, I'll keep you in mind. Oh, but my garbage disposal's all fucked up. Could you come? I got a broken window. Could you, could you fix it? Could you? My doors won't shut. Can you realign them? So anyway, I don't know. Who, who, has anyone here done paid gigs? What's the most you got paid during comedy for one gig? I got uh, $250 for doing a 10-minute Zoom call with a corporate thing. So 250 bucks. That's like five hours of work for me. So these guys I'm trying to get booked who are going to give me like, I don't know, six bucks, 20 bucks, right? One hour, 50 bucks. Just, just for me to tell you it's broken. So fuck them. Anyway, the most difficult time I have getting booked, which really baffles me, is uh, on St. Patrick's Day. For some reason, I can't get booked around here on St. Patrick's Day. I mean, I know why I'm not getting booked on the all-women shows, right? And even though ginger lives matter, I don't get booked on any of the person of color shows. And even though I transitioned from an apartment to a van, I don't got any of those LGBTQT shows either. So I figure St. Patty's Day, right? I look like the fighting Irish mascot, for God's sakes. All right, this is the one, the, the one day of the year being a cis white male in this city is to my advantage. And I try to get booked on those shows and they're like, we're going for a little more diversity this year. So you're too straight white male -y to get on. I'm like, God damn it, San Francisco. What is up? So anywho. You know, I do a lot of political comedy and uh, all the issues that are being brought up these days with the election and the aftermath and everything, I think if the founding fathers were to look upon this situation, they'd be like, you're still doing the electrical college? What the... That was 1750s technology, man. Get with it. Actually, first they would say, you guys have indoor plumbing? Then they would say, why are you still using the electoral college? A lot of things they would be fucked up with, like where trans people can use the bathroom. Like they would, if, if the founding father, I mean, they wore capris and silk stockings and powdered wigs. They'd be like, trans people? Don't you mean people? I think actually the first thing they would say was, you guys have indoor plumbing? And then they would say, wait a minute. Then they'd remind us that that saves you from cholera, right? So you have indoor plumbing and you still force people to shit in the streets? I don't get it. I think a lot of things would 
I think a lot of things would, would fuck them up. Like, I think if they were to look upon, like, global warming, they would be, they would actually first be like, you broke the planet? They would sooner understand the atomic bomb than global climate change, quite frankly. And then they would say, you guys have indoor plumbing? They'd really be fascinated with the indoor plumbing. I think they'd also be fascinated with what we've done to the Second Amendment. Because everybody owning a gun is not a well-regulated militia. Right? Even they had the simpletons in town who were not allowed to handle sharp things. And they'd be like, don't give him a musket. What are you, what are you doing? I think if they were to look upon what we've done to the Second Amendment, they would say, you know that's not what we fucking meant. And then they'd see, hey, indoor plumbing? What? What? Indoor? They would be so fascinated with indoor plumbing. Hot water? Holy shit. What would be more fascinating, do you think? Flushing toilet or hot water right out of the tap? Hot water. But the fact that they could fly, I mean, they were shitting in outhouses and digging their own little holes for it. They'd be like, they'd be like, indoor plumbing? Am I right? A lot of that stuff would really fascinate them, quite frankly. So I'm going to try something here. Uh, Trump got COVID. Trump got COVID. What are you guys, Giants fans over there? That's an A's baseball thing. Thank you, thank you. I know sport ball doesn't go over great sometimes here in the comic community. Money ball does. Anyway, I think if the founding fathers were to look at baseball, they'd say, indoor plumbing? I went too, too many times, too many times to the well, too many, too many times. Anyway, yeah, Trump got COVID. He's super spreading it. You know, quite frankly, uh, his new policy that we're just going with herd immunity now, that's basically no plan going all the way to a plan. If you've no planned it for so long, that's the plan. And I don't think that a uh, science denier should get to use Darwinism as his COVID solution. I don't think that's fair. Yeah. That's a smart one. Pretty smart for a plumbing apprentice. I did. I'm apprentice. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Where was I going with COVID? You know, I don't mean to be all judgy about uh, Pence's, uh, you know, Mike Pence's job or anything, but he was in charge of the COVID response. And, um, you know, I think if you're in charge of the COVID response and your boss and all your employees get COVID, that's like a epic failure at your job, right? I mean, he had one job and that's where he went with it. Actually, he has two jobs. Stay alive and don't let your boss get COVID. I think those are his two jobs. Yeah, what is it? Like 65 more days until uh, nuclear Armageddon? I mean, Biden gets... 
65 more days, guys, live it up. Actually, 65 more days to lose that COVID-19 we've all put on, everybody. 65 more days. Yep, 65 more days till UBI, am I right? 65 more days. 65 more days till we start that two-month lockdown we should have done in fucking March. Eight minutes have elapsed. Oh. You can go on as long as you want. I'm just letting you know. Right, because I provided yes. indoor plumbing. Yes! Thank you, thank you. Once again, hero, hero of Muni Radio. That's me, that's me. Uh, let's see, where was I going with indoor plumbing? And COVID response. What other smart things that I have, do I have to say about COVID and Trump being El Presidente for just a little while longer? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, uh, Biden being presumed the new president, uh, he's got a lot of things in his agenda. He wants to like outdo all these like executive orders that uh, Trump has done. He's got all these things on his agenda for the first day. He's got so many things on his agenda for the first day that the only thing on his agenda for the second day is a nap, because he's old. Anyway, I'd like to be the first to congratulate uh, President Harris. He's old, he's not gonna make four years, guys. He's not gonna make it. Anyway, some of you guys who've been following my career uh, know that I, that I live in a van. And uh, recently, uh, they've started reinstituting street sweeping and all the tickets that go with it. And I, for one, so far, am pretty fucking disappointed in Trump's new America at this point. Yeah, it's still me. Nine minutes have arrived, apparently. Ten minutes have oh, elapsed. Ten, ten, is, ten is my limit, as you know. So, guys, thanks for letting me take the bullet. You guys have been great. I am essential. And give it up for your next comedians. Matthew Clark. He's so essential. He is. He's essential to Mutiny Radio. The Now, this is the first time in three years that you can turn on the sink and the cold water is cold and the hot water is hot and it actually works. Three years so thank you matthew quirk you're amazing all right you're listening to mutiny radio he brought his own microphone because he's a champion if you didn't bring your own microphone there is or your own microphone condom there are plastic bags of shame at the top and then you open up the plastic bag of shame and everyone hears you crinkle it and then when you're done you put it in the bag that's next to shelby because i use those for pot treats later because Plastic is expensive. We're trying to save the world. But also, because when you're on stage, if you'd like to take off your mask, you can just take your mask and put it over the microphone. That is another way to do that if you don't want the plastic bag of shame. Uh, your next comedian, I, I think it's Shelby. Is it? Yep. All right. I'm super excited. I mistook her for Joanna Bateman last week, and that was crazy. She's super funny. She's very new, but um, I already love her so much. Clap your hands wildly for Shelby. Bag of shame. We love that crinkle of shame. 
honestly, as far as like shameful things go, walks of shame, etc., this is not that bad. This is at least clean. Like it's a clean Ziploc bag. I've had to deal with much dirtier situations for a walk of shame. Um, speaking of, I went to school in Poughkeepsie, New York. I was in a sorority when I was at that school. And if you don't know much about Poughkeepsie, New York, it's fucking cold most of the year. Um, pretty much the school year, right? Fall to early spring is freezing. The river literally freezes over and it looks like the Arctic. Um, but that didn't stop us. We were in a sorority, we had plans, we were going out and we were gonna look really fucking hot doing it no matter what. We did not quit. So we would go out in mini skirts, in heels, strapless. Who? No one's bringing a jacket in 30 degree weather. That's an inconvenience and that's not hot. All right? So we were freezing, we were drunk, we were out in the streets, into bars as quickly as possible. Um, and that's the way it's always been. I was checking in with a girlfriend of mine, she's at the school still, and I was just like, hey, how's it going? You guys are still on campus? And she's like, yeah, it's been wild. You know, we had another wave of COVID go through. And I was like, damn, are you guys okay? She's like, oh yeah, all our girls are fine. All right, our immune systems are tempered by this weather. We have it, we're in jackets, none of us have COVID. Our immune systems could not be any stronger at this point. I'm like, those are the girls I raised. That's phenomenal work. <laughs> what else do I got? Um, I'm pretty depressed, actually. This is the worst time of year. It is the season of my birth. I was born in November. But there's just no holidays. Like, there's no fun holidays. October's got Halloween. December's got Christmas. There's plenty of excuses to get dressed up as, like, some, like, weird, slutty costume. In both of those months, there's no excuse for that in November. All right? You don't see girls dressed up as slutty turkeys running around like, mm, stuff me. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen in November. We could do it, but we're not going to do it. It's wet. It's raining outside. It's a disaster. I was actually just a couple blocks away at where I work, and the lights went out. The power went out because of the rain, right? Electricity, water, bad, bad mix. <laughs> lights went out, and I work with a bunch of women, too. And of course, the lights go out, and you just hear these little, ah, these little, like, shrill, alone, dark cries from inside the office. I was the loudest one. I'm like, I don't fuck with the dark. I'm not doing this. Packed up my shit like shortest work day I've ever had. I got in, power went out, locked up, I'm like, out of here. Not doing this in the dark. So at least this is lit. Well done, Pam. Yeah! <laughs> it's lit all day because that'd be cool, right? Yes, lit as in electricity, but in this case, lit electricity and cool. Well done, Pam. <laughs> Phenomenal. Um, all right, election news, election news. It's finally over, thank God, right? Right, it's over. It was kind of over a couple of days ago, but now it's really over? We think? Anyways, I swear to God, if this was gonna go on for any longer, I was gonna have to start praying again. I was almost there. I was raised Catholic. I was raised Catholic, and I haven't been in a church since I got confirmed. My mom gave my brother, sister, and I the choice, and she was like, hey, I want you to get confirmed. That happens around age 15. After that, she's like, it's your choice. It's your choice if you ever wanna go to church again. And I was like, cool. My brother, sister, and I never stepped, in a foot, never stepped foot in a church ever again after our confirmation date. But this, like, this election was wild. If this had gone on for like a couple more days, I would have been praying. I would have ended up back in a church, okay? And being Catholic, I would have had a lot to repent for and confess to after having not been in a church for 11 years. I would have to repent for the best 11 years of my life too, and that's not going to be a fun time. It would probably take me 11 years sitting in confession to go over all the stuff that I've been doing in the last 11 years. Multiple priests would die 
in the time it would take for me to confess all of my sins over the last 11 years. All right, they would die. They'd have to like tap in an altar boy, somebody with stamina to sit and listen to all my shit for a while. We'd make it like four hours before I've just taught him all the cuss words I know. I'm drunk on communion wine. I'm having him go get me the wafers from the back. Like, it would not be a good time. So thankfully it didn't come to that. Thank God. Although it's not saving me from the holidays, my mom did vote for Trump. Yeah, talk about family conflict, huh? But, you know, it's, it's actually kind of weird because Trump reminds me a lot of my dad. My parents are split, right? And Trump talks like my dad. My dad's also, like, bipolar, so mm, explain something, right? Um, and Trump sounds like him. So it kind of explains why my mom is, like, so in love with Trump for now. But I'm pretty sure she's going to leave him, too, hopefully before <laughs> Christmas. I got hope for Christmas, you guys. She's, she's going to cut it off. What else do I got? So speaking of repenting for my sins, the biggest thing that I've fucked up doing in the last 11 years has definitely been dating during COVID. The CDC said you should definitely meet as many new people as possible during this time. That is what you need to be doing right now. And while you're there, just stick your tongue in them. I don't know. Have fun with it. That's safe. That is safe. It is. It's not safe. It is. Definitely feel guilty for it, but I'm still doing it. I don't plan on stopping. Um, Five minutes have elapsed. Wow, I love that time countdown. <laughs> oh man, this has also been a super weird time to date with all the protests going on too. Because when all this started, the first thing I heard was, fuck the police. And I was like, oh shit, I might. <laughs> I'm looking and that's my type. I love balding dudes with aggression problems they like to take out in like m super macho masculinity. Also love a guy in a uniform because guys can't dress themselves, but when it's mandated, that's pretty good. That looks all right to me. Um, also probably gonna end up in a chokehold situation, which is pretty good, right? Not gonna complain about that. Um, you know, nice guys just aren't gonna make you come, unfortunately. We've learned that lesson before. Uh, I was with this really nice guy and it was like our third time giving it a shot and he flipped me over and he ended up cracking my back really deep. And I was like, ooh, okay, that's your personal best. I'm satisfied, we should probably, we should probably just stop it there, you've PR'd. Although dating's been kind of weird during COVID, like sometimes you meet a guy and he's just a little too creepy or you're not really feeling it. And in that case, my defense mechanism is immediately to take it too far. He's just, I'm just like, you know, I think this is going really great. I think, I think I might love you. <laughs> Who's scared now, bitch? <laughs> Except for it's real bad when he comes right back out with it and he's like, I think I love you too. And that's why I run for exercise. I run to escape, I run to survive is really more of it. What, Pam? I think that might be the end of me tonight. Thank you guys so much for the time and for listening. Have a good night. A motherfucking Shelby. Okay, so you just did six and a half minutes, but if you slowed down like a quarter percent, it'd be a solid 10. Like you were racing, and this isn't joke workshop. This isn't joke workshop, so I'm a dick. You were amazing. Everybody clap it up for Shelby. Yay! Yay! But I'm still gonna be a dick and I'm gonna tell you, like, that six minutes and 30 seconds was a 10 minute set if you just trust in your material, because it is really funny. So, like, all of it is, yeah, seriously, just slow down and, and enjoy it. Enjoy, like, you were like telling us all this stuff, but if you enjoyed that set, you would have been 10 minutes. All right. One more time, Shelby. <laughs> Yay! All right.
great. I uh, don't know who's next on the list because I'm not paying attention. It's probably Hunter Uniac. Oh, my gosh. He's another savior of my whole life. Yeah, this guy right. has been – one time I took way too much, like, moon rocks because, like, the ecstasy you kids take now, you don't even call it ecstasy. You call it MDMA. You call it whatever the fuck you want. Anyway, I took a little too much, and I was losing my shit, and everyone wanted to call an ambulance. And Hunter was like, no, I can take her home. She's just way too high. He's amazing. He saved my life and thousands of dollars. Put your hands together right now for Hunter Uniac. Get it, get a condom, uh, bag of shame, or there you go. Bag of shame, bag of shame. I'll start your time over. Yes, I am the person that That's fun, guys. I, um,. My first job ever, I was working with my father. You guys ever work with your father? Now, let me tell you what it's like. You ever get fired and grounded on the same day? <laughs> Fucking sucks. Like, I lost my allowance, but I gained severance pay. That's fun. Hey, do you guys think Hulk Hogan looks like Thor if he was on bath salts? Yeah, cool. Cool, I have no idea what I'm gonna say today. I, um, this is 100% real. I realize there are better porn sites than Pornhub out there. Do you guys not know about this either? <laughs> yeah, I realize there are better porn sites than Pornhub out there. Like, uh, who the fuck? I'm 26 years old, okay? I started jerking off when I was 12. Started watching porn when I was 12. Why the fuck have I been jerking off for trailers for a decade and a half? Okay, this is way funnier in my head because I wasn't working today. It's crazy, though. I don't know fucking know, guys. COVID's been weird. I've been lazy during COVID. The only, uh, I forgot the fucking word. The only productive thing I've done all of COVID is buy myself a new couch. Yeah, which is just a better, I just found a better place to rest my depression. You know, worst part is I didn't even pay for the couch. My best friend, actually, uh, he broke up with his girlfriend, took all the furniture, I was like, fuck you, bitch, brought the couch over to my place. Point is, the thing that brings me the most joy and happiness in life right now, the thing that, like, it's just, it's just resting upon the uh, despair of somebody else. I'm fucking up this joke, I don't care. It's great. You guys ever fart on failure? Feels exactly like pleather. Yeah, you guys have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't fucking care. I have as much time as we want. That's what's going to happen. When you have as much... No, fuck you, Brady. Fuck you, Brady. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I know. I have no idea what I'm going to say. It's weird, though, guys. You guys like drinking? Yeah. Fuck yeah. A little fun fact about drinking. Up until the year 1820, the only way you can have clean drinking water was if alcohol was in it. So they sterilized it. That means everybody up until the year 1820 was fucking shit-faced. That's amazing. America was founded in 1776. That means the founding fathers of this great country were blacked out when they were signing the Declaration of Independence. That's amazing, dude. George Franklin, he wrote a constitution. He invented the stove. How did he discover electricity? By flying a kite into a thunderstorm at four in the morning. That's not a man of science. That's a fucking drunk man flying a fucking kite into a thunderstorm at four in the fucking morning. That's why now we have this theory that Jesus Christ was the only sober man up until that time period. You guys know that story where you feel like 5,000 people with three fish? It's very popular in the Bible. No, we're all going to hell. That's perfect. <laughs> but if it's 5,000 people with three fish, you want to know where it happens next to? A fucking river. That means everybody in the Bible is too drunk to know where fish come from. <laughs> Jesus says, take my hand, and I shall guide you into the promised land. That's him trying to get his drunk-ass uh, apostle friends home from the bars at 4 in the morning. You know, I can see him pacing up and down the streets of biblical Bethlehem just going, Judas! Jesus fucking Christ, Judas. 
I swear to God, you'll be the death of me one of these days. Nah, it's a pun. I don't want to go to heaven. Like, I, I do believe in heaven, but I don't want to go there for one simple reason. I'm terrified of heights. I'll be spending the first thousand years of eternal bliss having a fucking panic attack. It's not fun. Isn't though. What do I want to talk about? My mom tells me too much information. One time when I was uh, 19 years old, she lost like 80 pounds because uh, she broke her leg. But when she lost all this weight, her uh, tits stay the same size. Yeah. So I fucking asked her as an adult. I was like, Mom, are your tits fake? And she replies calmly, don't clap at that, Pam. Fuck you. <laughs> and she replies calmly, why, yes, Hunter, they are. Now, that's where the conversation should have fucking ended. But no. This bitch kept on going on. I got them when I was 20. In the 80s, everybody did coke off them. <laughs> Don't applaud for that. Fuck you guys. So much coke was done by mother's tits, so when she breastfed me as a baby 10 years later, I came away rubbing my one-two, just like. I found the people who do cocaine. We'll talk later. What do I want to say? <laughs> He's working a shit job. You guys want to like? You guys ever work a shit job? You know what it's like. It's like, all right, here's what it's like to work a shit job. Half your coworkers are legal immigrants, so they don't speak any English, and the other half of your coworkers are high schoolers, so they speak even less English. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> fuck you, Pam. That's exactly what they say too. Why is it like every after every single punchline, I say fuck you, Pam? There's something like Pam and I have to work out some fucking issues right now. I don't know what's gonna happen. You fixed your sink. You have money now. You're changing. I don't like this new direction, Pam. Five minutes have elapsed. Don't fucking clock me after I'm talking shit! Five minutes and six seconds have elapsed. That is not your real voice, too! That is not your real voice. When the fuck have you ever sounded like a double for Siri? I don't know what the fuck's happening, guys. I am um, working construction lately. Like, I, I like working construction. It's fun. Like, it's the only job, work construction, where you don't have to talk to your coworkers. It's fucking beautiful. It is. Like, this is why I like doing stand-up comedy. I'm talking, you guys are shutting the fuck up. Like, that's how I want every single conversation in my life to go. Yeah, there was nothing funny about that. I'm venting now. I don't give a shit. My girlfriend broke up with me recently. That kind of sucks. Like, she broke up with me. I, I, I didn't know why. I treated her like a goddess. I'm an atheist. I never believed in her. You know? I found she's a raver. Because the first time we had sex, we used a glow stick condom. We broke it before we used it. Uh, when I first met that girl, fuck you guys, it's hilarious. When I first met that girl, <laughs> you guys are gonna like this joke. When I first met, like before, I, before I met this girl, I was uh, sleeping with single mothers. Didn't happen on purpose. Just kind of happened. You know what's the best part about sleeping with single moms? The snacks. They're amazing. One time after the act, this woman she gave me a fruit by the foot, and I had to split it with her because it was the only way she was gonna get six inches that night. That's hilarious. Fuck you guys. I knew you wouldn't like that joke. You know what? I'm going to end my set with you guys just staring at me. Yeah. And I'm going to stare back at you. All right, now I'm awkward. This is my time. Thank you for everybody. Good for Pam Gentleman. Hunter Uniac. Yay. And it's two fish. It's five loaves and two fishes. <laughs> Sorry. That was from his joke about Jesus in the river, which I love, but just you said three fish and it's two. I'm sorry, I was a Bible scholar. Uh, I'm just like, I'm like, it's not joke workshop, but I'm gonna fucking give everyone goddamn notes tonight, okay? 
No, just because we're so laissez-faire about everything, honestly. It's raining. It's weird. You're all here. This is great. And when I say that to the radio listening audience, everyone's wearing masks. I'm not right now because I'm behind the glass and none of you are anywhere near me. So I could like literally spit and nothing. I cannot physically spit in any of your mouths right now. So do not worry about me. But thank you for wearing masks. And that's amazing. And being safe. And you're all six feet apart from each other. And we're only allowed to have the people in the building of the chairs that are out. So if people do want to cycle in and out with people that are outside, that's fine too. Or, you know, you can listen from outside. Thank you guys all for like being cool with COVID and using the bags. No, I mean, it's not. COVID's not cool, but we all want to stay safe. I know. Go on. Go. He's like, she keeps talking and talking. Your next comedian, we had a really fun podcast last night on Racers Alley. She's a lovely human being. She just started comedy, so that means clap fucking hard because we want to keep her, okay? Because girls are important in comedy. Everybody, it's Christina. Yay! cool putting a mask on something else besides my face. I am new to comedy. This is just my second time. No, my third time. Yeah. Second time with the crowd. Yeah, and uh, I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for letting me be here. I hope by the end of the night I don't make you regret it. I am going to try some crowd play. I'm going to need some participation. A little bit. Just a little bit. Um, you want to play a game? Yeah. All right. The game's called, and Pam, you can't play. <laughs> the game's called Guess My Ethnicity. <laughs> I promise it's not going to be offensive unless I want it to be later. <laughs> Any guesses? Two. Good guess. <laughs> Think scarier. <laughs> because I fed you racist hints to get there. <laughs> like, come on. If I were you, I would have been like, I am way too woke to know what the fuck you're talking about right now. That reminds me of no boom. What is that? What is that? I don't even know. Yeah. Um, I am an Arab. <laughs> I'm an Arab American. Um, not by choice. That's just what I am. And... Um, it's, it's kind of a funny place to be when you balance two very, very different cultures. Um, I identify as Arab just because I have immigrant parents that brought that culture with them. And obviously, I'm an American. I love In-N-Out, and I love everything that comes with that. Um, but it's a very fine line. Like, did you know you could be a slut and a prude at the same time? Like, I'm not talking about a born-again virgin. I'm talking about, like, the girl you're staring at right now is a slut and a prude at the same fucking time. My American friends think I'm a prude because I've only ever been with one guy, and I'm in my late 20s, and I married him. Like, one kiss, <laughs> one dude. Yeah, it deserves a laugh. Yeah, no. Like, like, seriously, like, I met a dude. I'm like, all right, this is the one. We're going to just ride this out. And he's like, okay, this is the one. I have nothing wrong with you yet. So, But 
I get really, really mad when I see slut shamers. Like, it offends the shit out of me when I see somebody saying something along the lines like, oh, my God, she's such a slut, and that's a bad thing. I get offended like I'm one of them. And my friends get really confused by that. They're like, what does that mean? I don't understand. Um, and I'm just like, well, you know, I really fucking hate when they say degrading shit to women. Like, don't fucking slut shame us. And she's like, who's us, Christina? You're not a slut. <laughs> and I'm like, my auntie fucking criticizes me for wearing shorts sometimes. I'm a slut. <laughs> like, they think I'm a slut. It's not a cool place to be. And uh, I'll take a segue into politics for you guys. Do you guys watch Star Wars? Do you guys like Star Wars? Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. That was a necessary qualification for this next one. Did you guys notice that our politicians are getting older and older and older? Like, everyone talks about Biden, and he's going to be 78 in office. Do you know who was the oldest president before Biden? Trump. What? Trump. What? At 70 was the oldest president before. Yeah, we are getting older. And I don't understand why these fucks can't get an apprentice. I mean, even the Sith Lords in Star Wars, as evil and power hungry as they were, got an apprentice. Our politicians can't get an apprentice? I don't understand that. Sounds to me that they're more power hungry than a Sith Lord. <laughs> Anyways, that's my time tonight. I didn't get a time lapse, but uh, that's as far as I could go. Four minutes and oh, that seconds was my goal. Elapsed. Yay, everybody! Yay! That was Christina. Christina, so clever with the apprentice joke. So clever. It's so good. No, seriously. That was really, that was really funny. Shit, that was her third time, you guys. Clap it up again for Christina, yay. Seriously. That's her third time doing comedy? Fuck her, right? Am I right, comics? Am I right? No, I'm sorry, I'm kidding. No, you're great and I love you and I'm so glad that you continue going back to Mutiny Radio for the third time. But you are like, you're very personable on stage and I enjoy you very much. Your uh, next comedian, do you wanna go up next or do you wanna wait? You're, you're good to go? You're, you're happy? Do you want me to skip? You want me to go to Mark? Do you want no, me to get to with Ivana? Do you want to be you next? Give me a thumbs up if you want to go next. Yes. Your next comedian. I had a dream about him last night because I watched um, West Side Story when I was falling asleep. And um, when Maria in the second act is singing the I Feel Pretty song, I was like, because I know our next comedian has done drag in the past. So I texted him in the morning and I was like, Next time you do drag, I kind of need you to be Maria and sing I Feel Pretty <laughs> because it's so perfect. And you are so pretty and so amazing and so wonderful. And I love that you're doing comedy. He's also very new, but he's so funny. Clap your hands wild right now for Brady. Long hey, everybody. A burning thing. I picked this time because all the comedians are out of the room. Hey, everybody. My name is Brady. I'm really glad to be here tonight. Uh, I mean, how are we feeling about this COVID? I mean, I want to say, like, I'm cool with COVID. Thanks, Pam. Cool with COVID. I'm cool with COVID. Um, you know, I haven't always been this fantastic, beautiful man you've seen before me, before you right now. It's, I know it's hard to believe. 
when I was a kid, you know, the name of Brady, I thought it was like Cher, you know, one name. I don't need a last name. Brady. But when I was growing up in the 1970s, I had to share my name with a, a different Brady. The Brady Bunch. Does anybody here remember that show? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, you know how kind kids are, how original they run around and they would ask me things like, what happened on the Brady Bunch today, Brady? What happened on the Brady Bunch today? For days this went on and I don't know, I was like, I don't know, eight. And I turned around and I said, oh, so do you really want to know what happened on the Brady Bunch today? Do y'all really want to know? Well, I told them how Alice really takes her meat. She does like fish. She's a pescatarian too, she likes it all. I told them what really went on with Mike and Greg up in the Johnny Bravo Lounge. And what was really going on with Cindy, Kitty, Carriol, and Tiger in the doghouse. And don't even ask about the earrings. They were deep, deep. Earrings. Yes, you remember the earrings? Yes. Yes, I was, they also used to call me Oliver, too. They were like, oh, are you Oliver? You're the last one. You're the last one. I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, growing up, um, you know, being beautiful and queer, you don't have a lot of stuff in the South Side of Chicago, so I would start um, fantasizing about the boys' camp that I always wanted to go to, the little queer camp, you know, where we would... Um, play with balls all afternoon and shuttlecocks maybe and uh, showers would take a really really long time we want to make sure that everything was clean and my favorite time of the day was when we would all go to the mess hall and gather and sing the theme song for camp put a tin me on the lakes, on the, on the shores of Lake Putatinmi, Michigan. It goes something like this. Oh, I love you, put it in me, put it in me every day. I love you, put it in me, put it in me all the way. On your shores, put it in me, I am yours. Put it in me, put it in me every day, every day. Those are my fantasies, one of them. Um, you know, it's been raining for the first time in months here and I'm really nervous and scared about it because now I can't use all the piles of shit to follow my way home. It was like little arrows going home. I was like, oh my God, how am I going to get home now? I couldn't even find my local taqueria. I'm going to get the store and I also have these fantasies about um, like what if I actually had a job? <laughs> I think that would be cute. You know, what would I do if I had a job? And I think, hmm. I want to be this guy named Harv and he's the guy that comes up with all the great um, marketing ideas and so Harv comes up with this one for me and it's called it's a it's a it's a series of fragrances for the new American condition called the American collection the first one is called white woman and you have to say it just like that white woman 
you know what it is. You know what it smells like, right? Mm -hmm. And the tagline is always in front. <laughs> and she, uh, and we're gonna have the promo pictures. We're gonna have her standing, well lit, in the front of the line at Starbucks, or her discussing things fastidiously with the manager of Costco. Scent of magnolia and white fragility. Five minutes have elapsed. Five minutes have elapsed, okay. Um, the next fragrance is for Hunter. <laughs> it's for the gentleman in the room. It's called Entitled. <laughs> it's how you feel. Very much, no one feels you, Hunter, it's okay. No one. Um, <laughs> there will be some monster trucks and maybe some guns in the pictures and then we're gonna have the final fragrance, which is um, the box will be made from genu gen uh, genuine recycled denim from the, co from the uniforms of uh, internment camp prisoners and homeless people. So it's called Unwashed, and it's for the rest of you. Um, they're gonna have pictures of protests and maybe a little scent of pepper spray. These are kind of my, my fantasies. Um, and uh, you know, like, oh, yeah, um, I, have, I have something I wanna share with y'all. If you can, um, I fucking hate cats. Fucking hate it. I mean, just ridiculous. I mean, cats. I mean, you guys don't think I'm talking about the four-legged cats, do you? Is it? Is anyone? No. Has anyone seen the musical Cats? <laughs> has anyone seen that thing? Anybody? You've never. You, have you seen it? It is the worst thing ever made, man. Right. But what's even worse? What's even more traumatic? What we did not need in COVID times was the movie. I mean, I just saw the trailer and I'm fucking wrecked. I need to share it with y'all. I am traumatized. It's like an existential crisis in COVID. Like, why? It's the only movie I know that actually has a butthole cut. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Snyder cut, but with buttholes. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I mean, they had to have some guy go in and put in the buttholes, right? And then they had to take out the buttholes. <laughs> this is a fact. Why? What is going on? Why are the cats wearing fur coats made of cats? <laughs> Can anybody? I mean, I, this, and you know, this just came out just before COVID, man. And I was just like, like and I think that in its own way, like that is the retribution. We can never make a movie again because of that, man. That is some fucked up shit, right? <laughs> fur cats on, fur coats on cats. Why are they wearing leather jackets? <laughs> what is going on? Why are they drinking milk? Why is the furniture so many different sizes? <laughs> what the fuck, man? I don't know. But these are the things that I think about. Um, and I think that's about my moment. How do I do? So good. 
eight minutes, eight, eight minutes. minutes, eighteen seconds have elapsed. Okay, I think that's um, it. If you liked me, my name is Brady. If you didn't, it's Hunter. <laughs> so thank you all so much for tonight. Brady, here's it. Oh my God, I love you so much. That was really great. Here's a problem I have with cats, right? I love cats. I love cats so much. And there's all these cliches that happen in the world. Like, there's more than one way to skin a dead cat. Who is skinning dead cats? Why are you doing that? I don't know. Like, it, for it to become a cliche, it has to happen over and over and over. So I want to know who's got cats in bags. And I also want to know who's skinning cats. Because I want to kill all It's these all in people. the musical. It really is. There's it's a picture of a cat in, musical, in a bag. No, it starts with, yeah. Letting to the make cat the, out the coats. Bag. To cover their buttholes, I'm on board. I think this is a CIA plot. It is. Everybody wants more. Clap your hands together for Brady. Yay! <laughs> your next comedian. Oh, I am uh, bringing a French accent out because his name actually means walnut. His his stage name is Willie Walnut, but you might know him. As Mac Noyer. It's Mark Noyer. I'm sorry. <laughs> he brought his own condom. I'm really excited to be here right now. I'm ex- just ecstatic. It's fucking wet outside. I don't know if you saw that, felt that, heard about it. Did you see it? Did you smell it? Did you smell the rain? It's fucking wet. I took a scooter here. So good. So fucking good. Hey, Hunter Uniac, why don't you do me a favor and uh, shut your fucking mouth for a second? Thank you. All right, then, then come in here and sit here. Go away. Hey, Mark, I can hear you. Yeah. I'm in it. Remember how last night I said that you should do 15? Uh-huh. I actually would like you to do 15. Oh, God Is bless. Okay? Hey, thank you so much. That's yes, awesome. Cool. Let me just, let me just, in, the, in that case, hey, hey, JCAT comedians. <laughs> hey, do me a favor. Can you guys come in here and watch my 15 minute set instead of screaming and talking the whole time if that's not possible? Hey, how are you doing? You want to come in here and take a seat? There's like plenty of seats. You want a seat? No? All right. Go fuck yourself. Hey. <laughs> you guys use Snapchat? Don't know what it means. Oh, that's fine. You guys are too old okay snapchat has this cool feature where it like it brings back memories from the, the past and it brought up a memory of me and my girlfriend when she was pregnant it's just the, it's just a shame that snapchat doesn't know that we had an abortion so <laughs> this is one of those things god bless you guys see these signs in your neighborhood it says drive like your kids live here have you seen this have you seen it you haven't seen this no, it's a sign. It says, watch your speed, drive like your kids live here. I feel like it's a great sign. I really feel like it means well until my father drives down your street and sees that sign, <laughs> starts driving like his kids live there, sees your kids playing in your front yard, slams on the brakes, hops out and beats the piss out of your kids. It's not that great of a sign anymore. It's just really <laughs> not that helpful. Really is not that helpful. Good. I'm tired of being a man, just not enough to cut off my dick. I just, I'm sorry, I'm just not, you know. I'm tired of walking around with all of this entitlement, all of this fucking pent up aggression. 
All this dick. <laughs> Just tired of it. It's not enough to cut it off. Will you cut it off for me, sir? No? All right. I love COVID. COVID's been fantastic for me. COVID, COVID has been so good. If you get unemployment, if you're an essential worker, I understand you hate life. Get a fucking journal. Get a diary, write about it. But for me, it's been spectacular because I'm unemployed. I am not essential, which is great for the public because the last place you want my phalanges is knuckles deep inside of your avocado toast. Okay? Just not the flavor you're going for for avocado toast. Some people like paprika, some paprika, some salt and pepper, some oil and vinegar, not six street halfies. You know what I mean? Just not the flavor you're going for. COVID's been great for me. Unemployed, got the unemployment. I was able to achieve my childhood dream of purchasing a fleshlight. It's a pocket pussy. Sorry, I didn't mean to make you giggle like a schoolgirl. <laughs> but uh, it is what it is, sir. It's a fake vagina. <laughs> and uh, it's so good, so good. It just, it doesn't feel like the real thing. It's spectacular. It just doesn't feel like the real thing. So what I did is I went on Craigslist and bought a used one. Did the fucking trick. Left it at my friend's house. He fucked it. Feels just like my ex-girlfriend. So good. So good. Hey, I don't communicate well with other people, so I've created two lists. I have a love list and I have a hate list. I know the hate list part isn't a surprise with how I am dressed and my skin color, because most of us have hate lists. Mine doesn't have any direct races or people on it, just more of uh, anyways, love or hate? Love. love. I love vegan pussy. So good. <laughs> so good. This is like fucking mango white claw. So good. Unfortunately, vegan pussy has me on its hate list, so it's just its a real hard life. Love or hate? Hate. Hate vegans. Can't stand them. They're the worst. So bad. Oh, it's not really vegans. It's more the impossible posse. Have you heard of these people, the impossible posse? People that say the impossible meat is better than the real possible thing? It's like saying you prefer pocket pussy over real pussy. It's just bananas to me. It's just fucking insane. They got impossible meat, the burgers. They got impossible nuggies. They got impossible pussy. We just went over that. They have impossible dick. That's just a cucumber. Fucking vegans, dude. Love or hate, sir, with the V and U. Love. Hate love. Can't stand it. It's the worst. <laughs> Fuck love. I don't like it. Can't stand it. You guys are all here. You guys look like you guys are like a little group. You got love. Fuck you. Sorry. <laughs> I can't stand it. I'm not sorry. You should be apologetic, really. I have nothing to apologize for. You guys are the ones that love each other. Good. Hey, I hate me just as much as you hate me. So we're going to get through this together, I promise. And I'm still going to come. I'm still going to come. I'm going to think about you. You ever eat so many chips, all you can taste is the pain? <laughs> or is that just me? Isn't that? You, hey, I love you too, Pam Bam. <laughs> I realized that uh, that wasn't a COVID cough. That's I smoke three packs a day cough. Um, I realized that like scientifically, the time to stop eating Pringles is when your hand no longer fits inside of the container. <laughs> Similar to my anus, it really is. It's just like fisting me.
Okay. We don't like fisting here. Sometimes it's not really a choice. <laughs> it's always the woman's choice, you know what I mean? Pro-choice. For me, I have a boss. It's not always a choice for me. Just get fist-fucked by your boss constantly. No? Okay. Hey, it took me 25 years to find out that my last name, Neuer, in French means drowning, which is great because that's what I'm doing in debt. It also means walnuts, which I think is spectacular because my middle name is William, so I can remix my name to be Willie Walnuts for the rest of my life. And that's wonderful because that's like Willy Wonka's porn name. <laughs> Could you imagine the porn music for Willy Walnuts? <clears throat> Come with me and you'll be in a world of impure masturbation. And then you see the Oopa Loopa is getting fist fucked in the background. So good. The kids are getting sniped. It's a great porn. Are you uncomfortable with the kids in the porn? They're not getting fucked. They're dying. That's how I, that's the loophole. Hey, you know what? It's free on Pornhub. Watch it or don't. I'm not mad. I'm just angry difference there's a huge difference one has a management class and the other just is the reason there's holes in my walls I don't know why I'm getting 15 minutes either I'll be honest with you I don't you know what I mean I didn't make I didn't make the choice it's me getting fist fucked again look at me being super professional and pulling out hey science gave us meth and nature gave us shrooms so fuck science you know on television, I'm like, you gotta trust science. No, that gave us AIDS. Why would I trust science? Nuclear bombs? I'm not with science. I'm sorry. Shrooms gave us fucking, I'm sorry. Nature gave us orgasms, penises, and vaginas. I really thought that Aerosmith was gonna come out with a remix that instead of dude looks like a lady, they looks like a them. Killing it, ladies and gentlemen. What am I killing? Myself, myself. It's gonna be so good. So good. Ah! You're not laughing. Will you just kill me then? Can you kill me? Instead of me killing myself, you can just kill me. Hey, thank you. I know, I know. Slowly but surely, slowly but surely, we're all gonna die. No one makes it out alive. Good. I'm from the Central Valley of California. It's like Stockton, Modesto. A lot of people don't know where that's at. After a show, this guy came up to me and he was like, hey, I've heard of Modesto. I've been to Modesto. I went to rehab in Modesto. <laughs> I was like, that's like going to the Epstein Island to stop fucking kids. That's crazy. <laughs> the way this set's going, there's only two options for what you guys think about me. Either I was fucked as a kid or I fuck kids. <laughs> Who knows? Scientifically, if we're going by science, if it happened, to, if I was to be fucked as a kid, scientifically, I'd be fucking kids, right? Scientifically, I don't fucking trust science. I'm sorry, can't do it. I'll get on your level, it's okay. We'll sit down together. You see these limes, the lime scooters, the scoots, the little ding, ding, scoots, they're fantastic. I love them. I fell twice in a row now, two days in a row, I fell on my ass, and I still get on them every chance I get. 
came here on one middle of a rainstorm. This is not a rainstorm, but I'm a pussy. So this is a rainstorm. And uh, God bless, dude. I've been saying God bless a lot more recently because I'm tired of him damning everything. Good. I understand alcoholics coming out and be like, hey, I'm an alcoholic. I have a problem. It's like, okay, I get it. No drinking around you, right? Porn addicts, why are you telling me you have an addiction to porn? What am I supposed to do? Stop jerking off in your bathroom? It's my time. It's my alone time. Hey, me too. I'm really enjoying the seat. I don't understand why people tolerate so much nonsense in conversation. You know what I mean? You talk to somebody, normally it's in the Central Valley of California, and they say, I've been abducted by aliens. Let me try that again. I've been abducted by aliens. I'll tell you right now. I was abducted by an alien last night. He probed me. I'll tell you right now. Now, I don't understand why people don't just say this more often to these kinds of people. Shut the fuck up. What, just one time. Just shut the fuck up. That's insane. But <laughs> alien abduction chicks, the freaks, the best in bed, fantastic. They'll piss on you without even telling you it's going to happen. It's so good. Good. 11 minutes, 40 seconds. Oh, thanks, last. Pam. That's what I'm, 15. When she says 15 minutes, I'm actually going to self-destruct. <laughs> and I'm not even Arab, you know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, you guys ever misspell something so badly while you're texting, you get anxiety? It's like, did I just have a stroke? Like, even your phone recognizes there's a problem, so that just dials 911. Good. So good. Pam just asked me last night, hey, Mark, have you ever watched Game of Thrones? And I responded, no, I watch porn like an adult. <laughs> They're like, yo, but there's, are you guys giving me the light? Oh, that's so funny. You guys should come in here while you guys are jerking each other off. That'd be, it'd be way better than my set. Come in here and jerk each other off. And you guys get 69, but Maddie Q, you couldn't be, you know what I mean? You can't be on bottom. You got to be on top, Maddie Q. You're very fragile. What's up, brother dude? I just saw you bitching on Facebook. God bless you. I don't know. <laughs> Cardi B makes music for women who skip showers and Febreze their panties. This is a meme that I saw recently. I was outraged because God made me for those women. So I don't know why we're shaming those women. We should be worshiping them like I do. Great. So good. So glad. Single is a Pringle. I don't really like that phrase too much because like math, you know. Uh, but I, I, I get it because it's just a bunch of Pringles because I'm fucking. So it's just a bunch of Pringles stacked on top of each other. Good. <laughs> Being friends with my mom on Facebook is on my hate list. Because she posts so many fucking like grown up memes. Like share your most, three most recent pictures saved in your gallery. I'm just gonna start nuking my mom's comment section with the most heinous pictures of my anus you could ever imagine. I can't stand sexual identity. Maybe it's cause I'm slow, but I'm pretty sure it's because I just, it, I, I, break, I break down the term sexual often identity, Mark Neuer. They're like, no, we mean your sexual orientation. Oh, vertical, sometimes horizontal. If we're getting freaky, it's diagonal. I don't fucking get it, dude. I can't stand 2020, 2019, this woke culture. I have to pay women to call me a faggot now because you all won't, and I think that's bullshit. 
I don't fucking care. My name's Mark Neuer. Make it loud for fucking Pam Benjamin and Mutiny Radio. Thank you for being here. You did 14 minutes and 20 seconds. Thank you, darling. 14, 20. So we, last night, he and I were talking, and I was like, you could do 15. And he's like, no, I can't. Why do you say things like that? And I was like, yeah, you can. And I made him do it. Everybody clap it up for Mark Neuer. Thank you for wearing masks inside. We all want to be safe and healthy and stuff. No, I really, um, there's people in here and just so you know there's only the amount of chairs for the amount of people that we can have in the building just for safety and thank you for wearing your masks because like you know we're in a pandemic yo <laughs> and you're here to laugh and it's great and we've been having a super wonderful time so what we're gonna do with the next comedian is that he's not okay with being live streamed so I'm going to put on the commercials for the radio station, but I'm going to turn off the sound. So he's not going to be amplified, but he's going to tell us jokes. And if you're on the radio listening audience or you're the podcast, just chill out for 10 minutes or fast forward 10 minutes and we're going to have more comedy. But our next comedian, he's really working hard and he's trying to work it out. And he's just not choosing yet to be live streamed or recorded in any way. And I respect the fuck out of that. So, yay. So our next comedian, um, I'm, I'm just going to put on some commercials. We're going to do some stuff. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, we'll be back in 10 minutes with more comics, uh, with longer sets because it's 7 o'clock. Things are weird because it's raining and I have like a tent out. And so anyway, it's COVID. Everybody be safe. Always wear a mask and enjoy our commercials that are going to happen now. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Tebow of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do, to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. 
The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buxian Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hey, you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay. We also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast. Zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it and don't let poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at AnalogSubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch
District of the Mission. MutinyRadio.fm. MutinyRadio.fm. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to MutinyRadio.fm? Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. breakfast and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long we have gone without a Chancellor. Super yays for Greg. I'm not going to say his last name. I'm just going to say that we took out the commercials just now and you did nine minutes. You did a solid nine, bro. That was great. And like 
I felt like you were off script not to make those joke workshop or whatever, but like you, it felt like you were like interacting with the audience instead of working off a script. You're moving fast and it's great. And I hope you keep coming back to Mutiny Radio and I appreciate you. I need to smoke a cigarette. So I'm going to play some music and then we're going to be back with, and none of you can hear me because I turned the stuff out out there, but the people on the internet can hear me. So that's cool. But he, uh, we didn't record Greg, not going to say his last name, because he's still like, he. you know what? He respects himself so fucking much that he doesn't want to let his jokes out till he feels like they're impressive enough. And and that is, you are four steps away from every other comedian, because we're so damaged. We're like, like me, like me, like me. I'll do anything. Will you just like me? And you're like, nah, I'm going to work it till it works, because like you have self-esteem, and that is nice. Um, hey, everybody, we're going to be back with some comedy in a bit because I really want to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> Sorry, I got to smoke. Okay. and over time and whatever they are allowed to do by law. All right, people, um, I'm going to have a cigarette. We're going to listen to Aqua Q Labs. It's really cool shit. And then we'll be right back with more comedy. Yay. Large plastic keys that are sticky in a room which is kept clean and cool.
There are also smart meters now, which while introducing their own hazards and accompanying loss of money in lawsuits and etc., provide for a fluidity of market control over buys and sells, which likely increases the profitability of the company, but also provides for end users to further control their consumption, and so this tug of rope is a bit like that, where one can buy less for a higher per cap price model. And those models are in turn generated by utilization estimation and availability, which in turn provides for the provides for, in our case what efforts go into a specific form of production. In the states, energy is considered utility and thus is regulated by the puke per price in this case, which also likely defines goals and incentives to and about the company, its providers, and its end users. In the end, it's debited from your banking institution, or trucked to you by a local mail carrier, in an envelope, which is printed just and about you and is very colorful, yet printed with soy materials, and very legible and may include coupons at certain times of the year, and you also may only open it to glance and forget about all those things you have turned on in your house at this very moment, wherein slews of light bugs enjoy their entire lives on a trillionth of the light energy that you perhaps left on in the next room overnight because the switch is too far away and now you've become accustomed to the dim LED, which you bought to save energy. Grin. Is a machine technically alive if it can respond and adapt to its environment and maintain self-preservation? I believe reproduction is a requirement of livability as to be reciprocal in its environment to provide for it to continue carrying itself and others on. A machine, by, that is next to, nature, is not alive, as even if it were made to replicate, it would do so at a continuing loss per generation, that is to say it cannot generate, the power or the inclination to do so. And so, it breaks down, when it is not maintained by something else which is alive, and while being alive things may enjoy ensuring it doesn't break down, it will break, and they only fix it towards their continued enjoyment or dependence on the machine, and as the machine cannot return any life's essence towards its benefactor, is also is thus not adaptable and cannot preserve itself, if indeed it has a self, as it's not aware and hence its initial design, to be tasked as a set of cogs in the imagination of a tinkerer in his concept of finite design. Dot. In the end, there is no technical for alive. You are alive. It, is not, hence again and now the recursion of finite immortality. Dot. Peace plus all the eat eaters from AquaQ Labs, a subtext. How can developing countries reduce greenhouse gases? specifically to note what is returnable to their processes of utilization towards creation and maintenance of their systems of generate generosity and utilization, taking care not to be immediate in the adoption of foreign concepts of wealth before it is needed, that is a society filled with televisions may notice they neither enjoy the tether of information into their brains, nor the plastics and behaviors of countries who produce for their profits at the offsetting of another planetary land. They may also participate in larger countries' carbon offsetting initiatives, wherein likely they could get new usable infrastructure which adheres in naturality and provides some local ecosystemic benefit, such as cleaning the water as energy is utilized. Careful non-use of chemicals, as they leach into the water table, and skies, are cost plus. Locally grown vegetation, and non-meat sustaining population is also a benefit.
efforts to be effortless in involvement with participation in nature's own processes, and to do so in an enjoyment, which contagion is the power of thinking, or in our cases here, the non-obligatory thoughts which are clogging the airwaves as problems, or literally the trillions of the same problem, which was not solved and continues to be abused. By problem I mean plural, but taken one at a time, these compound, and are instigators in further unlikened activities. Dot. A. Why do common materials all have quite similar densities? I'm supposing an elemental range, such as a visible spectrum range, where we utilize what we can see and what we can touch, pick up, and perhaps utilize. So we have a rock, a side of a mountain, and wood on the forest floor, and go slightly above and slightly below the surface, and you find your visibility, that is things which reflect light we can see, and even water, though not material, transmits light so that we can still further see materials. Dot. There is also included, a temperature range, which is also variance on visible spectrum, as well as material absorption of heat, and so things on the surface when the sun applies itself, are temperate to life's perception of survivability. Sands of course are friend, water, which loses its transmittance of light, and as well stops providing a temperate climate to be observed. Dot. So to answer your question, is it precisely because we are here, and around and built as natural amongst this very habitat, which produces the similarities, as indicative to the process's ability to slight offset things to adjust them back to equilibrium goods and services of the planet. This is our ecosystem, and heavy lifting is not required, but a continuum range of motion towards and about a return towards another which can provide for the system in any adaptive way which is required during even a transference of available materials from one to the next as in the seasons. Dot. This has been AquaQ Labs, a subtext. So just prior we've heard part 2 of Quorum, answers to Quora.com questionary for the benefit of mankind, and previous to that, freedom, in as our ratioed relationship to provide the us, as in the all of everything and about the joys in perpetuity and now energetic twisteries, this is AquaQ. The story of our energetic twisteries of all. Dot. Qsat. On a Thursday, no less, is more. Day became night as was the middle ground of the evening and carried on, as he was in normality. His brain jiggled just with the bits of telephonery which was perhaps a call yet to be answered. And so it rang. Ring. The switchboard was dusty in a corner part of town in which the operator sat. Near plugs and near disrepair for the facts of conversations on blocks which hummed alongside each other from house to house and with the banks of women who managed our heavenly connection towards and about each other and for the days past and nights set to come, and even the idling where young women spun loose a cord of wire on their beds, to dream of being old to be young again and to spend the nights about it all and dance and find their love and art and all the while draw from dreams we shared, and share through voice on this, these copper metals, found not so long ago in the fires of community minerals, worn gently as gifts and for the art of it all, she spoke, as in the bicycle she stowed for her remembrance of childhood, and the promise of her perpetual remainder in the pursuit of such a skill to ride. 
It wasn't all in the letter, it was more in his character, you know? His language, as in well-versed and, well. How's things picking up for you? Slash slash. Miranda sat with her notebook, open to page 11, with our friends the EGS pondering away at her now poetry as she stammered for a continuation of the verse. Her television was on pause, taped earlier, and frozen and still life was the static. All right, that was Aqua Q. Aqua Q Labs, uh, he has, has an excellent new show on Mondays from 5 to 6, right before Joke Workshop. And it's amazing, and it's Aqua Q Labs, and it's all that stuff that he's doing, which is great. Uh, which is like him, his writings <laughs> read by an AI. I, it sounds like AI NPR, and I love it. All right, I'm going to run around do some jokes, and then other people are going to do jokes, and we're going to fucking do this. Yeah! Okay, so clap for me. Yay! <laughs> Yes, have your mask on inside. Be safe for everybody. I just covered up this thing. Yes, we. I put the chairs, but we gotta be safe. We're inside inclement weather. Fuck it. Yeah. No one's gonna kill us tonight. I am dressed as a sexy ninja. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my thing. Uh. I've I've learned recently that no one will give you shit for not wearing a mask if you're eating or smoking. So now I'm a bulimic chain smoker. Yay! So much more healthy! Hooray! Yay, I'm constantly eating and smoking. Oh my God, I haven't smoked this much? Wow! I used to worry about where I blew my pot smoke, but now your child is wearing a mask. (laughs) So I don't care! I don't care about your kid. Blowing pot smoke everywhere. Pot smokers in the house? Who likes to smoke pot? Yay, 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 yay. Yeah, you can't smoke pot in here. I have no problem with that. Uh, I Has anyone ever smoked so much pot that you forget how your own shower works? <laughs> ah, it's hot, it's cold. I'm Airbnb being in my own home. I'm like, what is happening? How does this shower work? Why is there all this cat litter on the floor? I'm paying a lot of money for this place. <laughs> like, what are we doing? I love cats. Who else loves cats? Yeah, Catman! I'm crazy cat lady, but like not in the way you think. Um, I want to take my cat and I want to shave him. And then I want to knit a sweater out of his fur. And then I want to make him wear it. Because <laughs> I'm a crazy cat lady. <laughs> Meow. Nobody else, nobody else bows to their overlords, the cats with one paw, like the Chinese. No one else does this. All the Asians have the cat paw. I'm like, yes. Power to the cats. No one else loves their cats. I mean, oh God, my cats are so amazing. Like I'm a lonely person and um, 
I masturbate, you know, and I don't like, I mean, I masturbate with my cats, but not like with my cat. Like my cats are masturbating at the same time that I'm masturbating. So it's like, so I'm, well, I'm, I'm masturbating and, and my cat takes his soft, soft paw and puts it on my lower back so I can feel loved. Do you know how soft a cat's paw is? <laughs> and right before I'm going to come, he like puts his claws out. Eh, eh. Just so I know who's boss. Mm. Kitties! No one else loves their cats. <laughs> like one time, one time I was laying in my bed and I made my knees like a tent. And my two cats, like, they did this cute thing. They, like, put their heads on top of each other, and they were on my pussy. It was like a, it was like a, it was like a, it was so much pussy, I couldn't even handle it. Do you know what I mean? It was like, pussy, pussy, pussy. It was like, wow. And their heads, and I lifted up the cover, and I was like, I made eye contact with them. And I was like, I love you so much. <laughs> I'm furrier than they are. I have so much pubic hair, it's like I'm wearing a hair skirt. <laughs> it's like you can't see anything. It's like I have a kitten in a headlock. <laughs> cute. It's really cute. I know that my cats love me because I was getting finger banged by this guy. And um, no, my cat didn't. Well, my cat didn't just sniff his fingers. He licked them. Meaning that my cats love the fuck out of me. Or women really do taste like tuna. <laughs> Either way, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. No, it's none of that. It's none of that albacore. It's none of that albacore. It is not white. It is ahi. It is ahi. It is dark purpled with age. Woo! 46. Menopause. Yay! Oh my god! You know the best thing about menopause is that I can finally wear sexy underwear because I'm not leaking anything. Like there's nothing. It's like wow. It's, it's fun. It's fun times. I know menopause. Oh my god! It is the weirdest thing. Like every egg that comes out of. So I only I used to get eggs once a month, and they'd be like, mm, I'm gonna have sex this once my bit. And then, and then it went to like once every three months, and I was like, and it went to once every four months, and it went to once every six months, and it's been a year since I've had a period, and I'm like, yeah! <laughs> Abortions are so bothersome, do you know? Like they're, blah. I had my first abortion in 1995. <sighs> And I only have one regret about my first abortion, you know? And and that's, I didn't have the kid. Well, no, because right now I could be fucking all of his friends. <laughs> like, uh, what was I doing? I could be having sex with my dead son's 25-year-old friends. I am dumb. Ugh. Thinking a lot about age. Ding. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing that makes me feel better about all of you. 
I've never internet dated. Thank you. I am 46 years old, and I've never made an OkCupid, a fucking Tinder, a Grinder, a whatever. I've never internet dated. So I'm better than all of you. Has anyone else not ever internet dated in this room? I'm better than all of you. Yay! I've also never seen the movie Titanic. <laughs> Those are the two things that make me feel like, here's the thing. They're like, mm, you should internet date. It's COVID. It's weird. And I'm like, mask. Maybe. Some people say raise the bar. Some people say lower the bar. I say meet at the bar. <laughs> but we're not allowed to do that anymore. How do we meet people? I can't fuck comedians. They all think I'm their mom. And I'm like, no, I'm not your mom. Maybe I'm your stepmom. Right? Or your friend's stepmom. <laughs> Oh no, I don't watch porn, but I hear what's happening. I listen to other comedians' sets, and stepmoms are a thing. And I'm like, are the women in porn like real stepmoms or just really good actresses? I'm like, what are they doing? I could do that. Every time I'm in an audience with people that are under 25, I'm like, how hot is your dad? <laughs> no, seriously. How hot is your dad? I'm poor. Like, <laughs> I was married. I, I have an ex-husband. And through my first marriage, I got my first STD. Sexually. Yeah, thank you. you right? But it, it's sexually transmitted debt. That's what you get when you get married. You get sexually transmitted debt. STDs. It's, no, my, my first ex-husband, I've only had one. But I found out three years in our relationship that he had $15,000 of credit card debt. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad that our marriage is based on truth and honesty. <laughs> like, it's so good. It's my debt now, isn't it? It's okay. I have no debt. My parents aren't proud of me. Usually I wear my like my cheerleading jacket and it's like varsity, cross country, varsity, uh, cheer, varsity track. And I'm like, oh, I had so much promise. <laughs> my parents are not proud of me. Yay. All the dings. So I know. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, da, ding, ding. Who's dating on Tinder right now, right? Like, my bathroom has a lock. Like, you can fuck in the bathroom here. <laughs> No one did that back in the okay, cool. New with the new on the new sink, it's like definitely it's attached to the wall. It's a tiny, it's the tiniest room. The yeah, hey, well that no, the fuck counter is at the homestead. That's but you're only allowed to do us. Anyways, anyways, I'm off the rails. I'm off the rails. Let me tell real jokes. Real jokes. Real jokes. Let's talk about equality. Equality now. Um, all right. So in PG-13 movies, if you cover up the nipple, you get to see 180% side boob. I'm in. Everybody likes side boob, right? And you can see the butt, but not the whole. I'm cool with that on all kinds of people. But what I'm saying for equality right now is I need to see some side scrote. Right? 
It's the same thing as side boob. You're not with me. You're not with me. Let's together be with me. It's a Martin Scorsese film, right? And it's an... an not yet, but it's in it. You may, well, we'll see. We might have to cast you in one of these movies. It's a Martin Scorsese film. There's an infinity pool. The sun is going down. Nick Cage, yeah. Nick Cage, old, swimming toward the steps, coming out, coming out of the steps. I have to move it. Coming out of the steps. You know, his balls are deep in the water. His dick is hard above the steps. And what we get to see is some beautiful stained glass side scrot for equality. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to see it. I want to see it hairy. I want to see it veiny. I want to see it just like underboob. So what are you saying that underboob is pretty and like side scrot is not pretty? Then, you know what? I want to start seeing some underboob with dudes. I want to see some nips covered. I want to see some big, I want to see some voluminous tit on dudes, right? But cover up the nipple. Why is it that, oh, if a man shows a voluminous boob, that, you don't have to cover the nipple. I say cover the nipple for equality, right? I want it. I love some 27-year-old fat boy boob. It's like a C cup. I this isn't even real boob. This is a bra. This is all chicken cutlet bra. Like this, you could elbow me in the boob and I don't feel a goddamn thing. Like ugh, you could punch me in the boob right now. None of this is real. It's all but men with hot tits. You're not on board with me. That's fine. Okay. Is Sierra still here? Because she was supposed to do a set after me, and she was here, and then I was telling jokes to the people, and I can keep going if I'm in. Am I entertaining you in any meaningful way? What Does anyone want to hear about anything? Like, I can do some crowd work. Thor, what are you? What's your deal? <laughs> Like, did you used to be a, like a um, UFC fighter? Like, what did you do? No, I love UFC fighting because it's very, very sexy. It's like UFC ultimate fondling and cuddling. Like, I love to watch hot dudes with tattoos like fucking cuddle each other. Ah, you know, right? Pulling each other's hair. They don't do that. It's not allowed. <laughs> Just. Uh, I went to the dentist last week. Anybody love the dentist? Anybody hate the dentist? Yeah. How do you feel about the dentist? You're okay? You're I Well, you have to ask for the nitrous. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Oh no, I always ask and I have a good time. Here's the thing I learned. I was at the dentist last week and it was amazing and I always learn life lessons. So, the first thing I learned is that I can have my mouth open for a really long time without complaining. <laughs> okay. The second thing I learned is that I can take way more pain than I thought I could without wincing, you know? <laughs> and the third thing was that I like a man's fingers in my mouth. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> You know how awkward it is to ask Dr. Kyle to pull your hair when you're sitting in the chair. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this could be great for both of us, Dr. Kyle. F 
felt good for me. Sorry, I've got, now I've got a dentist fetish. Ugh, what am I doing with my life? Mutiny Radio, yay. Yeah, you can donate to us at Venmo on Mutiny Radio, all one word. And you'll see one that says Mutiny Radio FM. And that's not me. That's someone else that hates me and just was like, we'll just try to siphon money off of her. Ah! No! Well, so. No, so on Venmo, it's just Mutiny Radio. In the real world, if you want to listen to us, it's mutinyradio.fm. If you want to get us on the iPhone things app, it's just Mutiny Radio. I know, it's really difficult because haters are weird and I'm not good at anything. Well, I and it looks like a child finger painted it and it was me and I did that. <laughs> that was, <laughs> thank you. I know, I'm an auditory artist, not a, not a, I'm, I'm just, maybe I'm autistic. I'm not, I wish. God damn it, I wish I was autistic because I'd be so much better at what I was doing. I also wish I was a Satanist because I'd be so much more like, I don't know, successful. <laughs> like what happens to Satanists? Or a Scientologist. Jesus Christ, do you want to know what I've been doing with my off time? Like when I'm falling asleep right now, I'm watching Leah Remini's fucking thing on Scientology on Netflix. And it is blowing my mind and I love it. I love her, and I cry, I cry. I've never cried more than when I watch The Biggest Loser and I watch fat people get skinny. Like, I'm like, I watch people that believed in religion not believe in religion, yay! I watch, I watch fat people get skinny, yay! I'm like, oh, I'm such a dick. I know, I, I mean, who, but I am gonna all judge you because all of you have been on social media dating and I have not so yay me you can follow me on mutiny radio <laughs> no I that's the thing is I'm not you can't find me well I'm Pam Benjamin on Facebook but everything else I've hidden behind mutiny radio for years just like that's the thing is like just like Scientology uh L. Ron Hubbard held hid behind Scientology and David Miscavige hides behind Scientology like they are Scientology but they're not just like I am mutiny radio but I'm not like I am but it's so tiny and I don't really like steal people's money I just ask for it I'm like please 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 but that's what they do too they just ask for it really aggressively <laughs> I mean I've been I've been crying a lot watching Netflix what do you cry when you watch Netflix do you cry when you watch Netflix ever? There's been nothing, nothing has made you cry on Netflix, not even Love on the Spectrum. Have you no soul? <laughs> You're just not even gonna look at Love on the Spectrum. Love on the Spectrum, okay. I see Sierra again, so I know that I can ask her to do comedy. Thank you for coming and saving me from doing way too much time. Your next comedian. Oh my God, I'm so excited to see her. Do as much time as she wants. Everybody, put your hands together for Sierra Hager, yay! Are we doing the bags? Is that our thing, the bags? I'm gonna do a bag. Bag of shame. Every time, every time we do the bag, someone's like, condom. It's not funny. I don't think that's a fucking funny joke. 
people of Earth. Oh my god. What a nightmare. What a nightmare. How are we living? No, how are we living? It's the end of the world, you guys. Holy shit. Um, Later on, I have what is either a gay date or just I'm hanging out with a new friend. I don't know. Uh, no, I, I went to the coffee shop that I always go to, and there's a very cute girl there. Um, and we were talking about music, and it was very exciting. And she's like, well, do you want to hang out and like get a drink? And I was like, yes. And then I left, and I was like, what, what is this? I don't know. I don't know. Are we together? Are we in love? Um, Actually, so, so I wrote this joke like a couple weeks ago, and, and I did hang out with her. And we had such a nice time, and she was so affectionate. And she's like, Sierra, you're so pretty. And she was like, um, you know, like really physically affectionate with me. And she like linked elbows and stuff. Um, and we had such a fun time. And then I went home, and I was still like, was that a date? Like, I actually don't know. Because that's what straight girls do to just their friends. That's just regular. Um, anyway, I'm seeing her again later. Um, and there's this like, there's this, there's this joke, there's this old joke. What does a lesbian bring to the second date? U-Haul. A U-Haul, exactly. And I'm just like stressed out. I don't know what to bring. I don't know. I don't know. How, how do we feel about sexting? How do you feel about sexting? You do. You are sext positive. Perfect. Anyone else? How do we feel about? Do you now? What does that mean? To sexting? We're gonna talk later. We're gonna figure it out. We're gonna figure it out. No, no, I'm sexed mandatory. If you wanna have regular sex with me, thank you. Thanks. If you wanna have regular sex, you gotta have sexed first, and that's the deal. Uh, and here's why. Let me just like illustrate sort of the, the why of this. Uh, recently, I was having sexed with a young gentleman. Yes. Um, and we were going for a good long while. And I couldn't help but notice that he at no point mentioned my clit. Uh, so I said something really helpful and sexy, sort of like, um, like, so what are you gonna do to make me come? Uh, and he was like, I'm gonna keep uh, fucking you with my penis. <laughs> and then I had this like M. Night Shyamalan moment where like the room got really long and I had this realization that the man I was speaking with had never in his life given a woman an orgasm. Anyway, are you okay? Are you okay right now? <laughs> this is clean. It's not. Um, anyway, I should have known better because he used like a lot of eggplant emojis in his texting. Uh, and this is actually a fact of science. If you unironically use eggplant emojis, you have never in your life given a woman an orgasm. And if you're just like sitting here being a straight man, being like, well, I use eggplant emojis and I have given women orgasms in my life. No, you fucking haven't. <laughs> and, you, and you're thinking like, oh, well, I would know if I had done that. And no, you fucking wouldn't. <laughs> and if you straight men in the audience are sitting there thinking like, what do you mean? Like, how do I know? Have I ever given a woman an orgasm in my entire life? You don't fucking know. You don't know. And it's and it's it's just it's so it's just. Do you guys know what confirmation bias is? 
Only Pam likes this joke. <laughs> confirmation bias. Confirmation bias is when you want to give an, a woman an orgasm, right? And then you try as hard as you can to give a woman an orgasm, right? And then she's like visibly having an orgasm. You're like, this is happening. Good, cool, proof, orgasm. And then she's like, I had an orgasm. Thanks for the orgasm. Uh, and you're like, yeah, that sounds about right. That's good, cool. And then you and your like, little eggplant emoji penis like high-five each other and like <laughs> run off into the whatever you run off into. <laughs> Are you even okay right now? <laughs> Good set, Pam. Are you giving yourself an applause break? Is that what's happening at this time? <laughs> Five minutes to have elapsed. <laughs> Thanks, Pam. <laughs> All right. You guys want to hear the story of the worst day of my life? Yes. All right. Uh, when I was 19 years old, I had this beautiful one-night encounter with this beautiful young man um, and he was the first person ever who made me feel beautiful in my body. And he was so tender, and um, and I was so frightened and just weird in myself. And um, his name was Dylan Blackman. Wow! Interestingly enough, a, a white man, as it were. Um, and, so, and so we had sex, and it was great. And then the next day, he moved to New York for art school, and I didn't see him. Uh, for like 10 years. Um, and then, and then uh, I, I moved away to Portland. I got married. I had like a whole life. And then I moved back to the Bay Area, kind of like right in COVID. And right around when that happened, I had this dream about him. And it was this beautiful dream. Uh, with It was just so like intimate and juicy and real. You know those dreams where you wake up and you're just like, this happened, you know? Um, <clears throat> and then I ran into him. I got out of my car. He was like sitting in a park with his German Shepherd, which is a racist dog. Just, uh, but it's fine. He's still the love interest of this story. It's fine. Uh, so I got out of my car, um, and I saw him, and he was just exactly the same, like so beautiful um, and so gentle. And it was like a sunny day, and he was sitting there with his racist dog. Um, and I was like, the, my first thought was like, I've got this. Like, I'm 30. I'm really put together. Like, I, you know, I look fine and I know how to dress myself and I'm very just, I'm just cool. I know how to talk to people. I can fucking do this. So, uh, I was really wrong about that though. And what started happening instead is that I started visibly convulsing like a 12 year old, just so nervous and so scared and trembling. Uh, and I walked toward him and I gave him kind of this look and the look said like, Hey, I know you. And then he responded with this look that says, I've never seen you in my life. <laughs> and just like pause here. Like, okay, I know that I don't look like I'm 19, but I don't look like I've never been 19. Like conceivably, this could be someone who had been young <laughs> at one point. Um, and so then I said something really helpful. I was like, you're Dylan. And he said, hey. Oh. And not your Sierra. I'm Sierra, guys. Just... Just refresh, you guys. I'm Sierra. He didn't say that. He just said hi. Um, and so, like, I kind of just, like, started stammering. And I, I kind of, like, blacked out a little bit. Um, 
and I sort of came to and he was like, so how have you been? This is like, m- like peak COVID. He's like, how have you been? And I'm like getting divorced. I'm like, so good. I'm so good. I'm so good. I'm so good. I'm like, so good. And he's like, oh, really? And I'm like, I mean, but no, I just ah, like, I don't know. I just like running my mouth, losing my mind. Um, and then, and then these words came out of my mouth. I said, I said, I'm sorry I'm being so weird. I just had a dream about you recently. Uh, and then that's, that's pretty much all that happened. It's not really a joke. It's just a story about the worst day of my life. The racist dog. Yeah, and then the racist dog came and bit my Jewish face off, and then I just bled out there, and now I'm dead. <laughs> anyway, I thank you guys for listening to my long-winded story. Pam Benjamin, let's keep it going for Pam. Yay! Sierra, so Brady uh, and Sierra up there with that thing. Can you walk around with that little thing? And be like, yeah, if you want to give us money for the comedy tonight, you could absolutely do that. If you don't want to, that's absolutely fine, too. Like, thank you for being here. Um, uh, I've been Pam Benjamin. We've had a bunch of amazing comedians tonight. Uh, We have eight to ten if anyone wants to hang out and podcast. Anyone wants to be interviewed about any reason, we can all wear masks and talk about whatever. I, I always enjoy, I mean, everybody's stories. Like I said, I'm listening to that Scientology shit with Leah Remini right now, and I'm losing my fucking mind. I, and I was born with Christianity and Judaism, so I'm like, oh, all the cults, but they aren't. I mean, which is which and what is what? What do we believe in? What is real? I say believe in comedy and making people laugh and subverting, like what everything you're supposed to believe and just subvert it. And then that's funny. And we're all going to be okay. And thank you, Brady, for collecting money. I'm going to put on some uh, songs and stuff. And then if anyone wants to hang out on podcasts, that's cool. Just because there was nothing else happening tonight. Like there's no... Milk bar obviously got rained out, and what are people doing with their, I don't know, time. Oh, 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 okay, so on the last of this podcast, I will say to everybody, Mutiny Radio Presents has four new weekly shows. We do Wednesdays at Asiento. You can check that out on Eventbrite. It's dinner to show at Asiento. You can also check out, starting tomorrow, it's Jitters and Titters at New Harmony Cafe because they do really great coffee and great breakfast sandwiches. Uh, you, hey, get your reservations, be in their thing. We're going to have comedy tomorrow tomorrow at 2 o'clock because it's not going to be rainy. And then new at Resolute Wine Bar on 678 Geary in between Jones and Leavenworth, we have a 2.30 show that's called Barrel of Laughs, and you should check that out and look it up on Eventbrite. And then come here every Friday at 7 o'clock for stuff. Um, we usually do it outside. I'm going to buy a bunch more um, tents so that people actually can be outside and we can do it outside because Yay. inclement weather. But, like, I know who's going to – here's the thing. I'm super excited for, like, the six fucking people that come out on a Friday when it's raining and I've got – I'm going to be like, yeah, motherfuckers. 
We're doing a show for you. I used to be in theater, and it's like, if one person buys a ticket, we're fucking doing the show. You get stage manager gets in, all the actors do it, you just get it done. It's like, I've got a show. I did a show the other day for three 11-year-olds. I changed all of my jokes at Inchong Kajal Park, which I've been doing kind of at three o'clock sometimes show up. But if there's children there, I ain't gonna fuck swear bitches. I'm gonna be cool. I did all my kid jokes. All right, we're gonna listen to some, some uh, commercials. And then if anybody wants to come back and do some podcasting, I'm here for it. Yay. Thank you. Thank you for giving me money. (laughs) 